Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey guys, Tony Schiavone. Need to call a timeout real quick. Wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling what happened when listeners for a while now about all the cool things happening over on adfreeshows.com. On a brand new edition of Insiders, Gary Juster sits down with Conrad to discuss his decades spent behind the scenes in AWA, NWA, WCW, and ROH. I don't think it was a battle with Eric so much on uh, TV versus house shows. It was a matter of if they're not making money, we got to figure out, you know, something else. You know, we just can't let it bleed like that. We go one-on-one with WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long as he joins Mike Chioda for a special edition of Monday Mailbag. And so I'm tired, man. I'm really tired, but I don't want to let Mike drive because I already know, <laughs> you know, I, I already know how he drives. So anyway, I just couldn't take it no further. So I said, Mike, you know, go ahead, and, you know, you know, take us in. So I got in, let Mike start driving. I guess, man, I went right to sleep because I was tired. So I guess maybe 10 minutes into that ride, all of a sudden I wake up, we're like in a tailspin. Royal Rumble season is here, and we watch back the most memorable rumble of all time, featuring the most iconic robe of all time, alongside the nature boy himself. Um, I mean, there was only one Olivia Walker. She was classic. and uh, But I, I just, out of nowhere, I just decided to... Uh, to pick that color in black. You know, here's the deal. I, I, I've never had a great physique. And you know that black makes you look leaner. So black on black, black boots. So <laughs> I went to I went to black a lot after about 40, age of 41. <laughs> That's pretty simple, honest answer. That's just a small taste of what we've got waiting for you. With four levels to choose from, see for yourself. Why Ad Free Shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. As cold as a razor blade, as tight as a tourniquet, like the skin on a dying man. I don't want a piece of the world. I want the whole world. I make my own rules because it's much easier that way. Trust me. 
What's up, everybody? I'm Marcus D'Angelo, and you're back in the Snake Pit. And of course, we're here with the man himself, the Hall of Famer, the master of the DDT, Mr. Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake, what's going on, man? Man, I'm ready to twist this up, man. I can't wait to hear these questions. I hope somebody give me some good ones and not the old, hey, where's your snake at, man? You know, <laughs> God almighty. If I hear that again, I'm going to choke whoever did it. Man, it's, uh, you know, our, our listeners brought it again uh, consistently. They've been bringing some fantastic questions. We got, we got a ton of them, and we're going to do our best to get to as many as we possibly can. Uh, a plethora. A plethora and man, a wide variety, some weird ones, some cool ones, Good. Uh, interesting ones, man. I love this because uh, we get to hear stories from you that we frankly never get to hear as fans. So man, I'm true. psyched. Um, but hey, look, before we get going on that, I do want to ask you, by the time this episode drops, the matchup for the Super Bowl is going to be decided. So based on how things have gone so far in the playoffs, Jake, uh, what two thing, what two teams do you think are going to be left standing? Dallas and Kansas City. Dallas and Kent, you know I love hearing that. I'm wearing my Cowboys hat now. We're yeah. both Cowboys fans, and, man, yeah. it's about time for America's team to rise up. Hell, yeah. Well, uh, so Dallas and Kansas City, that Patrick Mahomes is a tough customer. You think Dallas goes over? Wow. That's a tough one, but I think it's time. It's the team of destiny, right? Yeah, I think so, man. Uh, if they don't do it this year – Oh, man, I just I can't see them. You know, how are you going to make them any better than they are? Are I mean, really, on paper, you put it on paper and you look at it and you go, damn, they got all these superstars, man. Oh, man, on defense, on offense. Christ, it's just unbelievable. And T.Y. Hilton stepped up. Yep. Yeah, man, that's really cool. I'm really happy to see him uh, getting the shot back in there. He certainly deserves it from what he's shown me. Yeah, and finally, you know, he's a legend in his own right. He'll get a chance yeah. to win a Super Bowl ring, hopefully. Uh, and, man, I mean, as we're recording this, they just slayed the dragon that is Tom Brady, uh, yes. who they who they have not been able to beat. They just yes. got him. So, who knows, man? They're rolling. They are rolling, man. Let's just keep on rolling. Hey, fingers crossed. All right, that was my question for the week. Let's see what your fans have had to ask about. All um, right, let's do it. All right, let's uh, get ready. And okay. limber up, limber up. Here we go. Uh, the first question is from Fester Fink, great name on Twitter, who asks, Who is the craziest fan that you've ever met? We talked about like a stalker type thing last week, uh, but craziest oh, yeah. fan, craziest fan, man. There's a guy out in California that goes to all the pay per views out that on, on the west coast, and this guy unfortunately, is a Hulkamaniac. Ugh. And he is the loudest son of a bitch. You can hear his voice. He'll come to a Comic-Con and you can hear him all over the building. What you going to do? You know, oh my God. <laughs> you just want to choke the son of a bitch. And uh, he came to a signing of mine, man, and it was so bad. He was so loud that I finally told him, I said, look, Bring that guy to the front of the line, let me sign his stuff, and then throw his freaking ass out. Because <laughs> he was pissing people off, man. Right. He was just so loud. You know, Jake Roberts, the hookster. He just, just kept on going and going. And you couldn't even talk. Yeah, he was the loudest, man. 
Man, it's, I'm sure, you know, it's it's been, what, like 40 years that you've been in this business. I'm sure you've run across some really strange oh characters. But, you know, so for every terrible fan, there's probably 10 great ones that you well, get to He's to a meet. great fan, you know. I mean, he supports wrestling you know, 100%, but he's just taking it. He's got some mental issues, no doubt. Ah, you know? okay. And uh, that's one of the reasons I kind of forgive him, too. He's, he's not all there. He's not the sharpest knife in the drawer, you know. But... Uh, you know, it, it, there's a there's a, a line that when you cross it, man, it's just too much. And he goes too much. That's it, man. And I think a lot of people forget, you know, they think that you are the character that you portray oh, on TV. God. And, you know, they kind of approach you in that respect. But, man, you're you're a guy. And <laughs> you just trying to get by, man. Just want to do your job just like anybody else. Hell man. Yeah, man. All right, next up, we've got John James. Do you think animals coming into the ring like Damien and Frankie are missing in wrestling today? Uh, who do you think would benefit from one, if anyone? I don't think they're being missed. I mean, and um, I don't think with today's characters that it really works. Mm. You know, the, the characters don't come across that strong as as an as a uh, as their counterpart would be you know right. and uh they're not going to let a snake back in the ring period television you... won't television won't allow it ah you know we found that out at aew so, uh, remind me what happened at aew with the snake you tried well to bring i yeah i put it out i put it out and i put it on uh Rhodes' wife oh that's right yeah, that I crawled all over myself, and I had to be sure that when I crawled on top of her, that I didn't touch her. <laughs> Who it's put like, that up there? Kid? They said, don't do it, man. TV won't allow it. Wow. TBS would not allow it. So we got the snake out, and, and they were really pissed off that we used the snake. I guess they had told us that, they, you know, that wasn't going to be allowed. But uh, we tried to do it anyway, and they came down hard. Man, that stinks because it is a, a pretty yeah. iconic part of your character. Um, yeah. And it would certainly add something. Could, do you think you could have it in, like, pre-taped promos? I don't know. They they talked about spending the money to come up with a mechanical one. Really? Yeah, which was going to be really expensive, you know, to have a snake move like a snake and – uh come up and open its mouth and all that shit, you know, <laughs> which I would love that. Man, you, know? uh, Hell you, yeah. wouldn't to, you wouldn't have to travel with it though, would you? Oh man, I wouldn't mind traveling with that. <laughs> Put it in a small suitcase and throw it overhead. I guess you and don't have to do snakes it. on a plane all over again. <laughs> Mechanical snake. You yeah. heard it here on the snake pit. That is wild. Um, all right, next up, we've got Ad Free Shows member Ben Jones, and he asks, if you had won a world title, what promotion would you have hoped it, it would be for? Who would you want to beat for it? Hmm. Well, the promotion would have to be WWF or WWE. Mm -hmm. And as far as who I beat for it, it really wouldn't matter. Um I wouldn't beat the undertaker cause I just don't want to do that. Right. You know? But, uh, no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't care. Maybe Shawn Michaels. 
did you ever uh so i know that you worked with Shawn michaels one-on-one mm-hmm. in mid-south after that you never really never worked did. with him one-on-one again never did and that, now that could have been an interesting feud in like 96 oh, yeah. era, having him oh, bounce yeah. around it would have been good yeah so that's underrated answer that would have been awesome um all right bongsies asks in your prime who would you have liked to work with that you never had a chance to in your career so so a guy from your era who you just mm-hmm. never aligned with i would have liked to have worked with brett you know uh i would have liked to work with sean yeah uh, i think we could have done a lot uh i did wrestle triple h twice i would have liked to work with triple h i think i could have showed him a few things and you went over against Triple H, I think, yeah. both times. So yeah. that's a nice little feather in your cap. Yeah. Um, all right. Next, we've got another Ad Free Shows member, Yambag Jones, asking, would you rather, these are fun, work a 30-minute Broadway with Warrior or work five minutes with a pissed-off Andre the Giant? <laughs> the rough choice. Warrior. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, a pissed-off Andre, you wouldn't survive it. Man, trying to get 30 minutes out of Warrior, though, that is a... No, 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 I could do that. Yeah? Yeah, oh, yeah, I'll just blow him up. (laughs) I was going to ask what the strategy was in that case. Yeah, yeah, I would lean on him, lean on him early in the match, let him blow his gut out. You know, (laughs) once he blows up, man, he's done. Then I can just ride him, stay on top of him, make him pick me up, too. Was the concern with him that, like, uh, you know, working with him, like, obviously he's inexperienced and that sucks, but I, I've heard that he was, like, really stiff because he was yeah. inexperienced. Is that why you'd want to blow him up so it just weaken him a little bit? Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Take the steam out of his drawers, man. Yep. Were you there when uh, Andre decided to give him a receipt uh, in the middle of the ring? I guess he was coming at him a little too hard. Uh, I wasn't there for that, but that sounds right. Apparently, uh, Warrior was doing his clothesline bit, and Andre was doing like kind of the falling back stuff. Right. And finally, on the last one, Andre was pissed off and he just stuck his fist out, and Warrior ran right into it. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I can see that happening. So I know that I know that you had a couple uh, run-ins with Andre that uh, that you know I, I, you and he became friends, of course. But uh, yeah. you, you kind of have to like earn his trust, right? Yeah, the first match, man, the first match that we had out in L.A., man, I, I went to the ring, and I've never been chewed up and spit out like he chewed me up and spit me out. I mean, it was the most boring match ever because he never let me have anything, nothing. Mm. And uh, it was so bad, and I was so angry that whenever he came back from the ring, I stormed into his locker room and, and called him out on it. And uh, it was funny when I when I barged into the locker room and started calling him out. People just scattered. <laughs> I guess they were afraid Andre would pick something up and throw it. It might hit them. I don't know. But uh, the agents too, man. They <laughs> Black Jack Lanza. He took off first. He was the first one out of there. I'm like fuck you, Andre. That's bullshit. You know and. Uh, I just, I was loud. I was very direct, but I was right. You know, I was absolutely right. I said, Andre, I'm here to try to make money with you, man. I'll do anything out there that you want me to that is physically possible for me. Mm -hmm. But if you guzzle me, we're not going to have nothing to go with out there. And it's not going to help you. 
So what are we going to do? We're okay, boss. We're good now. All right. So even though you raised your voice at him, he... Yeah, he wanted wanted that. How about that? He, He wanted to know if I'd stand up and man up on him. And I think that might be what happened with him and Randy. Randy never manned up on him. And he would just punish Randy out in the ring. Oh, my God. I remember one time they were getting ready to go to the ring, and Randy's over there, and he's got a bottle of baby oil, a huge bottle. You know, he bought the the half-gallon, you know, cheap size. (laughs) He was so cheap, man. And he's squirting that shit all over him. And Andre goes, I hate oil. And Randy closed the top and threw it in the trash. <laughs> Grabbed the towel and started rubbing that shit off, man. <laughs> Didn't save him. Ron, Andre still ate him again. So, you know, I, I don't think that I had heard that uh, Andre and, and Randy didn't have good chemistry. So no. he was he would just go after Randy. He just, he just fucking pound Randy, toss him around. You know, and that's uh, a shame. It really was. Of course, the worst one he ever did was uh, with the Iron Sheik in Miami. He was pissed off at Sheik, man, and he invented some new maneuvers that were just incredible. You know, he'd pick <laughs> he'd pick, pick Sheik up by his legs and toss him up in the air and way down he'd club him. You know. <laughs> He suplexed him about 10 different ways. I mean, it was fucking brutal. Ooh, man. And, and Iron Sheik didn't say a friggin' word, man. Not one word. My God. That, that is not a on, dude. That went on for like 20 minutes. And all the guys were like, oh, my God, he's going to fucking kill him. <laughs> but Sheik survived. You always hear the Sheik isn't a dude you want to piss with either because uh, he was yeah, like a shooter, right? Yeah, supposedly. Well, I've seen the I've seen the sheik when he was pissed off and tried to go after somebody. He didn't have too good of a luck, and uh, the guy was relatively uh, what was his name? Belomo, Salvatore Belomo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They were doing a thing in Vancouver, and Iron Sheik had used the loaded boot on him, and uh, it had two or three return matches, and finally. They'd have, they had a match, and uh, Belomo was able to get the boot off. And when he when he pulled it off, it slipped out of his hands, and the boot went into the crowd. Oh. And fucking Sheik went nuts, man. He came in the locker. You motherfucker. I'm going to kill you. My boot. Where is my boot? That is my gimmick. You can't do that, you stupid son of a bitch. Here, come here. I'm going to fucking teach you some respect. And, and fucking Belomo, man, he started fighting. And uh, Sheik didn't come out too good on that. No way. Yeah, no shit, man. Every surprise shocked everybody, man. You, know, you always hear be, He's supposed to be this badass. Right. And uh, all of a sudden, this guy, I guess he was scared for his life, number one. But, uh, you know, he certainly wasn't no physical specimen. He was 200, you know, 210 pounds. But he wasn't. He wasn't jacked up or anything, man. He was <laughs> he was really small. <laughs> Salvatore Belomo. Yeah. It just goes to show you never know who you're pissing with. No, you don't, man. No, you don't. 
And that's actually uh, kind of leads into our next question pretty well here. Uh, we've got Joe at Splodum on Twitter asks, any stories regarding fans you've seen getting beaten up by a wrestler? <laughs> <laughs> You're probably oh, yeah. Too, right? oh, yeah, it's happened a few times. I think the worst probably was uh, Ronnie Garvin. Oh, man. Oh, Ronnie Garvin, man. I see him just beat the shit out of a guy. Then I see him just one punch a guy and knock the guy about 10 feet, man. But Ronnie Garvin was a triple tough, not double tough, triple tough son of a bitch, man. And uh, I remember one night we were in Lansing, Michigan, and there's like three feet of snow in the parking lot. And we all had rental cars, but the rental cars looked alike. And this guy went out in the parking lot and I was outside smoking a cigarette and I said, Hey, you better not bother that car. Cause that's mine in the warrior's car. You hear me? You son of a bitch. You fuck with that car. I'm going to find you. Of course it wasn't our car. It was Ronnie's car. <laughs> and the guy broke the side view mirror off of it. Oh no. Yeah. And so when Ronnie come out and see the fucking mirror and he see the guy, he goes, what the fuck? And the guy goes, yeah, that's the warrior's car. I fucking got it. You did this? Yeah, man, it's funny, isn't it? You fucking asshole. And Ronnie just started pounding him, man. And the guy got away from Ronnie and took off running on his hands and knees, man. And Ronnie got in the car and he's chasing him in the parking lot with his car, trying to run over him. Oh, my God. The guy was bleeding his ass off, man. Ronnie, well, he fucked him up, man. All right, I'm not going to mess around with Ronnie Garvin because I bet he's still a badass today. Uh, What about you, Jake? Did you ever have to uh, take matters into your own hands with a fan? I know we kind of talked about that last week a little, but different circumstances. Um, I guess the scariest, well, the scariest thing probably was when we were in Mexico City and uh, Sensational Sherry and I were down there. And uh, we were in the bull arena. There's like 55,000 people. Mm-hmm. And during the last match, I stepped over the barricade and clubbed uh, Conan, who was who was their star. Yes. And uh, then I clubbed his opponent. <laughs> Actually, I clubbed his opponent twice. It was the first time he didn't go down, but that second time he went down. <laughs> I broke his nose, man. He went down, so I threw him in the ring for Conan to beat him. But the people rioted over it. And so here's me and Sensational Sherry, and we've got like uh, 75 yards to get to the locker room. And we're having to fight our way back through the crowd. And uh, I mean, I I probably knocked out four or five guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, they went down and didn't move. But I hit a bunch of them. Yeah. I hit a bunch of them, man. But uh, the only thing that pissed me off is Sherry fucking knocked more guys out than I did. <laughs> God damn, she could fight. Ooh, man. man. It was scary, too. You know, whenever I'm hitting a guy, I'm quiet. But Sherry, she was shrieking and screaming. Ah, you son of a I'll kill you, you motherfucker. It was, oh my God, like Sherry, slow that stop, Sherry, stop. You know, <laughs> let me have a couple. <laughs> no way. <laughs> man, she was nothing to mess with. Oh, uh, hell no, man. I love that girl. 
Yeah. Oh gosh. Gone too soon. What a, what a huge star in our industry. Um, I'm glad she got to go into the hall of fame though, before she yeah. passed. I remember another guy in, uh, where was that at? Billings, Montana. The honky talk man was singing his song, you know, mm-hmm. before the match. And just for rib, I said, oh, I'm not going out yet. I'm going to make him sing it one more time. Well, hell, when he sang it the second time, the people really started booing his ass and to the point that the promoter said, let him sing it one more time. <laughs> he started singing it that third time and two fans jumped in the ring and jumped him. Hell, I had to go out there and save his ass, man. I went out there and I clubbed a couple of them. You know, accidentally hit him, you know. <laughs> so Honky didn't get his ass kicked. But uh, I think the the scariest one for me besides the Mexico City, that's, that's just insane when you have a riot. Because they were rioting. We we got stuck in the locker room till 5 a.m. in the morning. Because mm. the fans wouldn't leave. There was like four or 5,000 people standing outside chanting our names, man. They were going to fuck us up. Oh, God. And it was so bad that they called the baby faces back to the building to do a impromptu autograph session at 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you know? And once they announced that, the fans started going over to that area, and we were able to get out. But, um, so you'd been stuck there all night. Oh, yeah, yeah, with uh, an old-timer named Pedro Aguayo. Mm-hmm. He was the only one that stuck around with us, and we sat there and drank two bottles of, <laughs> of tequila. <laughs> oh, man, I was so sick that next day, brother. Oh. And when I seen him, he was fine, man. That really hurt, you know. Oh, man. That's... He's jumping around. He's happy. He, he didn't have a hangover or nothing. I'm over there like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to puke, man. Oh, I'm so sick. Please help me. You know, oh, it Good was bad, Lord. man. But uh, another time we were in uh, Wheeling, West Virginia, back in the Georgia Championship days, and I was wrestling Ronnie Garvin and uh, thrown him out on the floor, and I ran him into the guardrail a couple of times. And Ronnie told me, he, from behind, Jake, from behind, and I turn and I look, and this guy, no shit, was like 6'10". Damn. You know, 375 pounds. Just a great big old redneck son of a bitch, man. Had on overalls the whole bit, man. And he's like, you quit hitting him. You quit hitting him. I said, go back to your seat, motherfucker. Go back to your seat, I'll fucking kill you. You gotta throw you gotta throw your bluff in, man. Right, right. You know, I don't want to fucking kill you, kid, but I'll fuck you up, man. Go back to your seat. I turn around and I hit Ronnie one more time. Ronnie says, now, now. And I just turned and I threw everything I fucking had, man. I mean, I strained my toenails and I strained it so hard. <laughs> and I hit him and he just stood there and looked at me. Oh God. And then all of a sudden he just <laughs> fell like a tree. I jammed my wrist, jammed my elbow, broke two knuckles in my hand. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great deal, Jake. Oh, my God. My hand swelled up like that. I had to keep wrestling, of course. But, man, my elbow 
I jammed my elbow really bad, man. It took a, a month for me to get over that. Man, you know you've had a good punch when you fuck up your elbow. <laughs> yeah, and your wrist, and your knuckles. Woo, and drop a 6'10", dude. That is a yeah, hell of a brother. punch. Yeah, the road warriors are like, damn, Jake. I was like, holy shit, I did it. I was more <laughs> shocked than anybody that I was able to knock him out. I'm sure it got you some cred among the boys back well, backstage, did. right? It did, man. They were all like, what the fuck, dude? Don't mess with Jake. Damn right, man. All right, next up, Jake, we've got the fourth Coog who asks, was there ever someone you refused to work with? Let me think. Let me think. Yes. Yeah. Who was it? Vader. Vader, really? Yeah. So uh, what what happened between the two of you? Oh, he broke my sternum. And uh, I asked him, what the hell's going on with you, man? What the hell happened out there? And he's like, I'm sorry, Jake. I just get so excited because the people are so into you, man. And they were all just really well amped up. I just lost control. Really? Oh. You know? And I had to take two months off. Was that uh, the King of the Ring? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Two months. So then I wrestled him again, and what happened? He broke my sternum again. Holy shit. Crushing me in the corner. And uh, the second time wasn't near as bad. But they came to me about six weeks later, and they wanted me to wrestle him. I said, fuck no, I'm not wrestling him. Find somebody else to get in the ring with him. I'm not doing it. Man, once is once is enough. Yeah. yeah. Let it alone bad, twice. Man. I don't blame you, man. Holy shit. Stupid. What it was, it was fucking stupid. We could have made a lot of money together. No doubt about it. You know, but because as he said, you're over. Um, as a baby face, he was certainly yeah. over as a heel. And yeah, you guys could have had a hell of a program. Made- could have had a hell of a run, man, but you know, there's no excuse for that. For a guy not to have control, there's no excuse for that. None at all. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Well, uh, Jake, let's take a quick time out and talk about a couple of uh, some folks that I know you love and certainly I love. We're talking, of course, oh. about Jimmy's famous seafood. Oh, hell Baltimore. yeah. Uh, dude, it's the Super Bowl is almost here. And what could possibly make your Super Super Bowl party better than having some of Jimmy's famous seafood bought, brought straight to your door? I'm doing it, man. I'd have to. It, I'm going for ribs and crab cakes. Oh, ribs and crab cakes, and yeah. uh, buddy, that's that's just part of what they have the, over there at Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Oh, we're talking about everything. That's everything, 
and 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 not just they don't just have everything they've got the best of everything uh you know crab cakes soups chowders oysters signature steaks desserts gluten free items and i know what you're thinking jake a steak from a seafood place well oh yeah Guys, Jimmy's has got the best of the best in every category. So uh, why not treat yourself to a little surf and turf, right? Uh, they can make steaks just as well as anything. And by the way, they've been in business for over 40 years and have been featured on Diners, Dine-Ins, and Dives, Beat Bobby Flay, and much more. And Jake, our listeners across the country can enjoy what Jimmy's has to offer because they can ship food nationwide. Can you believe that? Oh, that's crazy, man. Dude, I know, I'm doing it for the Super Bowl. No doubt about it. Have to. And by the way, nobody else will be doing this unless they're listening to our podcast and get this exclusive deal, uh, which, by the way, is you spend $125 and you get free two-day shipping when you use the promo code SNAKE. Come on, guys. Deliver a Super Bowl party to your friends and family that they will never forget with one of Jimmy's delicious packages. You've got to try the famous gift box uh, that includes four of the world's best colossal Maryland crab cakes, two different crab soups, crab dip, seafood seasoning, and their signature base sauce. Or hey, how about this for the Super Bowl party? The tailgate bundle to make your football weekend complete with two pounds of wings, a full rack of barbecue ribs, a pint of crab dip, and crab cake mix. Better yet, hey, why not make your own? They've got plenty of things to select from on, uh, if you check them out online at jimmysfamousseafood.com. Put together your own little gift box and get everything you want for your Super Bowl party. And guess what, man? It gets even better. Right now, our listeners can enjoy free two-day shipping nationwide on orders over $125. All you have to do is go to jimmysfamousseafood.com and use promo code SNAKE. That's jimmysfamousseafood.com and the promo code SNAKE, S-N-A-K-E, and you get free two-day shipping nationwide. Support our podcast. Get some great food brought right to your door with only two-day shipping. One more time, that's jimmysfamousseafood.com and the promo code is SNAKE. All right, get no better. It does not get any better. And it doesn't get any better than Ask Jake Anything. We've got plenty more. Let's keep on rolling. Let's do it. All right, Jake, AFL3 asks... What's your favorite road song? Oh, it's got to be, uh, oh, my God, hold on. Turn the Page by Bob Seger. <laughs> you know, I somehow I had a feeling you are going to say that. I've heard a lot of the guys say that. And it's it's a song that's basically about the business, isn't it? It's about the road, man. Mm-hmm. We're not having to deal with people when you go into a place and you get the stares and everybody's looking at you and you don't know what the hell they're thinking. You know, I mean, I've been in some places, brother, that I'm scared for my life, man. You know, going to a place at three o'clock in the morning, needing gas, and there's three or four guys over on the side going, fuck, I could whip his ass. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, oh, shit, here we go, man. I mean, some under those calls. Under those circumstances, like, if these guys are starting shit, are you just like, come on, guys? Or, like, you know, do you have to play the tough guy? You got to play the tough guy, man. You got to throw your bluff in. You know, so you're telling these guys like I'll I'll fuck up all three of you guys. Come on over. Yeah, come on, boys. <laughs> Let me show you some shit you hadn't had. Let me show you the other end of your dick. Whew. That's what I'll do. I'll pull your fucking dick off and I'll stick it in your mouth, you cocksucker. <laughs> you know, get that bluff in, man. Hey, if you don't get the bluff in and you get your ass kicked, you don't feel too good about yourself. Right, right. If you throw that bluff out there and they still keep coming. It is what it is. 
Well, and I think you could hold your own. You're knocking out six ten motherfuckers. So yeah, uh, <laughs> that, was, that was a lucky shot, brother. <laughs> I never claimed to be tough, but it takes it takes a good man to beat me, but it don't take him long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, we've got Ash Rodriguez. Uh, Ash says, "When you started in WWE, McMahon was around the same age as Tony Khan is now, and WWE was just taking off." much like AEW. What differences or similarities do you see between McMahon and Khan at that age? Wow. Well, it wasn't Vince's kindness. (laughs) (laughs) Tony Khan's very kind. You know, they're, they're completely two different animals. Yeah, they really are. Uh, Vince was a guy that surrounded himself with people that knew what the fuck to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas Tony Khan already knows what the fuck to do. Yes. He's uh, much wiser as far as the wrestling business goes, more, way more than Vince McMahon. You know, he can, uh, he can quote you stuff from 30 years ago, brother, and give it to you move by move. Wow. He's an amazing, amazing man. I don't know that I've ever met anybody any smarter than him. I really don't think I have. Man, a true student of the game. And, you know, this question really makes me kind of think of another question. It's something I've been meaning to ask you, because as we go here, you know, anytime I bring up Vince, you know, uh, it's your your response generally isn't isn't favorable. So uh, my my question from Marcus here in Pittsburgh is, uh what is what is the nature of your relationship like with Vince McMahon overall? It's not there. No. 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 Uh you can't have a real relationship with Vince. Mm. You know, he's not gonna let you get that close to him. You know. Uh I think he respects me and uh, I respect him. You know. Uh Vince did a great thing for wrestling. But he could have done it a whole lot better if he'd just been uh, more fair. You know, if he'd have paid the guys better, mm-hmm. if he had taken care of uh, the guys after they got busted up. That's my bitch. You know, you're you're a, you're a big billionaire, and you got guys rotting and dying, needing help. Yes. You know, uh, the worst was probably uh, Kamala. Right. Who desperately needed help. And he made Vince McMahon a lot of fucking money. He was a big draw. Yes, he was. And uh, for Vince not to reach out and try to help him. Now, I do know that, that Vince helped Scott Hall. Yes. But he didn't help Kamala. And that just rubs me the wrong way. You know, that rubs me the wrong way. That is odd. Uh, you know, especially because, as you said, Kamala was a big draw. And yeah. this big monster heel and, you know, c- certainly loyal to uh, Vince McMahon and his brand for many years. Yeah. Um, all right. Next up, we've got Gremlin the dog. And Gremlin asks, Jake, besides wrestling, what TV or movies do you like to watch? What are you, what are you watching now, Jake? Oh, brother, I, the TV I watch, you wouldn't want to watch, man. NCIS, uh, 
I love um, the Blacklist. Mm. I like crime shit. Yeah. You know, I like a lot of that. I don't do a lot of movies. Uh, I've watched a few of the, uh, what is it, 1923 that I'm kind of getting into. Yeah. Um, I did uh, the one before it. What was it? Um, I keep hearing about Yellowstone. Yeah, Yellowstone. Um, is, oh, that's, that's to... okay. That's the show you've been watching. Yeah, I haven't, yeah. I haven't seen it and I keep hearing how awesome it is. Yeah. Yeah. I love the scenery, man. Are you kidding? <laughs> it makes you want to move out there, right? Damn right. Um, next up, we've got Duckboy0315, and Duckboy asks, uh, Jake, who is your favorite guys to work against that people might be surprised about? Hmm. You know, I, I work with a lot of damn people, man, and uh, probably my all-time favorite would have been uh, the grappler, Lynn Denton. Yeah. And uh, Ronnie Garvin would have been another favorite, too. Man, I, love, I love working with Ronnie, man. It was it was a fight, but it was fun. God damn, he made it fun. Some absolute wars between you and Ronnie Garvin. Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah. he didn't chase you down with a car or anything afterwards. So I no. Potato no. <laughs> I was foolish enough to get in his airplane, though. He scared the dog shit out of me on that. He, he could fly. Oh, yeah. He has his pilot license, man. He has his own plane. Didn't know that. Yeah. So uh, what, what was he, uh, going upside down and shit? Oh, well, we might as well have been. It was <laughs> him and myself and uh, my wife, Cheryl. And we were flying to uh, uh, Altoona, Pennsylvania. Mm. And some fog had rolled in. And Ronnie's like, Jake, do you see the lights down there? Landing lights. I'm like, look, Ronnie, where are they supposed to be? They should be right in front of us. I'm like, look, I'm like, I don't see anything, brother. He's like, you should be able to see them. We're only about 50 feet off the fucking ground. Oh, God. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> fucking trees out here are huge, man. <laughs> and uh, he says, yeah, you're right. Let's take it up. So he pulled up and we flew on to, to uh, Pittsburgh. And we were able to get into Pittsburgh. We rented a car and then drove back. Whew. Yeah. Man. But I remember I remember Ronnie Garvin back in the day in uh, Louisiana. There was a spot show out in the middle of nowhere. Um, and Ronnie took his plane there. And, of course, there was no airport. So he called in and told the sheriff's department he needed to emergency land. And uh, he emergency landed on the highway. Oh, my God. Got out. They gave him a ride to the building where the wrestling was. We did the match. He came back. He acted like he had to fix something in the plane. Okay, I think I got it, guys. Okay, we'll, we'll set you up. And they got out there and blocked the highway off for him to take back off, man. <laughs> that was crazy shit, man. Dude. I mean, broke so many laws there. Are you kidding me? Holy shit. Unbelievable. So man, it's I didn't I didn't know that he had a pilot's license, but oh, I don't yeah. think you'd you catch me dead letting anybody fly me around. Well, not, only does Ron, not only does Ronnie have one, but Jimmy Garvin has one. Jimmy Garvin. Jimmy Garvin flies the big planes. Oh my god. Yeah, man. You ever fly with Jimmy? 
No. <laughs> no. This <laughs> once with Ronnie was enough for yeah, you. Yeah, I think he flies for FedEx or something. Damn. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Jake, up next, my pal and friend of the show and the guy who counted Jeff Jarrett down for Ric Flair's last match, ref super Dave, uh, Dave Miller. He asks, how was Mike Von Eric coming along when you worked with him? He was 13 oh months God. in when you put him over on Christmas yeah. 84 show. And I remember you being the first person to use the claw. Yeah. That whole situation was sad. Uh, Mike did not want to be a wrestler. That was the last thing he wanted to be. Uh, he didn't have the attitude for it. He certainly didn't have the physical look. Mm -hmm. uh, he didn't want to be doing it, but because he was a Von Eric, you got to do it, you know, and, uh, I went out and just did what I could, man. You know, I tried to make him look as good as I could because that was my job. Right. You know, it wasn't my job to go out there and beat his ass, which, which probably should have happened. But, <laughs> you know, because he's a Von Eric, you're going to make him as look, look as good as as strong as you can. So, yeah, I was the first guy he put the claw on. And, uh, yeah. Yeehaw. Uh, did, you worked with the other Von Eric boys as well? Oh, God, yeah. I've heard oh, yeah. that they uh, they would often show up late, not show up. Oh, like, yeah. They were reckless. Yeah, reckless, crazy. I know the first my first match with uh, Gino Hernandez and I, they tagged us up, and we were going against Kevin and Kerry, and we get in the ring, and Gino says, I'll start. So he gets in the ring, and he goes in the corner, and he raises a knee up and covers his head up like this, and he's like, come on, Von Eric. I'm going to whip your ass and all that shit. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? He goes, you'll find out. I'm like, okay, whatever. So we started wrestling and shit. Come time, I tagged, I went in the ring, and I'm standing there, come on, you son of a bitch. And holy shit, Kevin Von Eric just ran and jumped and threw a knee up and punched me at the same time. Ooh. So I got a, a knee in the fucking sternum and a punch in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> and both of them were stiff. <laughs> and I went down, and I rolled over, and I went, what the? And, and, and Gino's like, now do you understand? You fucking right, I understand, man. <laughs> it sucked. Good Lord. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, such superstars and great look and over, like, Rover in that territory. But, man, just couldn't put it together elsewhere, unfortunately, which is a shame. Um, all right. Next up, we've got Stephen Parsons. How was it working with the big boss man? And what are your favorite memories with him? Oh, boss man was funny, man. We called him the big lost man. <laughs> he had the funniest laugh. You know, here he is 300 pounds. And when he laughed, he sounds like a 15 year old girl. <laughs> He's like, he giggled. You know, it's like, what the fuck is that, man? <laughs> yeah, I wrestled him in Tokyo, man. We had a pretty good match. That's pretty right. Good match. Um, gosh, I can't remember what that was called, but I, I always see clips of it online yeah, where the you're egg. the what? You were in the egg dome. The egg dome, yeah. It's a it's a really historic venue. What did you think of working there? <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was hilarious, man. I mean, here you got this gigantic building that you know, it's just incredible. And you put it out to send in names for it. And the best name they could come up with was the egg dump. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Come on, man. Give me something. That is a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. It was huge. It was huge. Man, it's such a cool venue. A lot of fans, uh, American fans, make the trek uh, yeah. overseas just to see that dome in person because yeah. it is a spectacle. It is, man. A lot of, a lot of great things have happened there. Uh, Reverend LJ Selena asks, Jake, what's your favorite meal and what's your brand of cigarettes? Cool Filter Kings is my brand of cigarettes. My favorite meal oh, would have to be... Uh, Oh, uh, eight or ten ounce fillet, about that thick. Ooh, uh, cook it rare, very rare. Uh, I like for the the meat to be blue when I eat it, <laughs> and uh, throw in uh, a sweet potato, loaded, oh. and, and a and a corn on the cob. I'm set. God Almighty, you're making me hungry. And Jake, uh, you you gave us the perfect transition because we're yeah, gonna, that's we're what gonna, I do. <laughs> you're you're pretty good at this because uh, we're gonna talk about our friends over there at Backyard Butchers, guys. The wait is over. Quality steak, free shipping. Period. Backyard Butchers restaurant quality steak boxes are now available online. Get steakhouse quality bulk meat specials, responsibly sourced from America's farms, delivered right to your door. Hey, imagine opening up a box of high-quality meat sent straight to your house and being able to recreate the steakhouse experience right in your own backyard at less than the grocery store prices. Well, that is exactly what you get from Backyard Butchers. Jake, we talked about it. I got my box from Backyard oh, yeah. Butchers, and my wife has been putting me to work cooking these steaks. And, dude, it's, when they say restaurant quality, that is no joke. Yeah, they're sweet, man. My God. Like I've told you before, they remind me of coming right off the farm, man. I mean, we used to butcher butcher a whole beef and uh, load that freezer up. And anytime you wanted, you just reach in there and grab a pack of something, you know. And uh, it was sweet meat because we raised it, raised mm -hmm. it ourselves, man. So it didn't have any antibiotics in it or any of that stuff, steroids, nothing. It was clean responsibly source me and that's exactly what you get when you go to backyard butchers and look guys here's the other thing is that inflation is is a very real issue right now your people are spending an arm and a leg at grocery stores but with backyard butchers you cut out the middleman and skip that additional upcharge and in return you receive 100 percent american beef pork and chicken uh, as i said responsibly sourced from farms across the heartland of america Backyard Butcher's meat is fresh, safely packaged, and delivered to your door in an eco-friendly insulated box. Their boxes, their boxes and packaging are specifically designed to keep your meat within the optimal temperature range. And don't get me started on their, their customer service, Jake. These guys are awesome. If you need any help with your order, if you want some grilling tips to get the most flavor out of your meat, you can chat with their seasoned butchers online seven days a week at BackyardButchers.com. And guess what, Jake? No memberships or subscriptions are necessary. Subscribe and cancel anytime or try them once and you'll want to subscribe on on your reorder when you love the price ease quality and taste of backyard butcher steak pork and chicken and hey guess what now for a limited time backyard butchers are offering listeners of this podcast a special introductory deal get 15 percent off free shipping and four free ribeyes for life with every subscription, that's four free premium restaurant quality juicy ribeyes delivered directly to your door in your monthly subscription oh, at significantly less than these growing grocery store prices. You can't beat that, Jake. No, you can't, bro. 
Well, it's just the taste alone, man. That's that's what should flip your mind. But fifteen percent with today's grocery prices, go out and buy a carton of eggs and see what you pay. And beef has gone out of the roof. Yes, it has. So, but but man, this is you worth can... well worth it. Oh, absolutely. You can make the most of this with our discount code SNAKE to get that 15% off. Don't wait, guys. Get your hands on some of the best steak, chicken, and seafood you're ever going to taste and make your next steak night an event to remember. It's BackyardButchers.com and use the promo code SNAKE for this unbelievable deal and free shipping and four free ribeyes for life. That's 15% off. Free shipping and four free ribeyes. Come on, man. You got to take advantage of this. Support our podcast. Save big. Enjoy restaurant quality meals at home at BackyardButchers.com with the promo code SNAKE. Chris Manders asks, what was Jake's first impression of Stu Hart? Does Jake have any Stu stories? Oh, God. I've got a million Stu stories, man. He was an icon, man. And uh, to go there and to be around him, to listen to him, hearing him talk. And then hearing other people imitating him, it was just, you know, I've got my own imitation of it. It's like, uh, uh, Jake Roberts, he, he <laughs> quite a stud there, young boy. Uh, let, me, let me feel that shoulder. Ooh, you got a nice, strong shoulder there. You're a hell of a stout man, aren't you? Well, why don't you come down to the dungeon and we'll, uh, we'll push each other around a little bit. What do you think? Oh, no. Fuck, no, I'm not going down there. Brother, I used to go over there and work out, and I'd hear him coming down those stairs, and that was my exit. <laughs> I bailed because I wasn't letting him get his hands on me, man. I, I see him do things to people that just weren't human. You know, how can you do that to somebody? Oh my God! So it's I know crazy. that you were. I, I knew you were in Stampede. I didn't know that you were working in in the dungeon as well. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I went over. I went there. I stayed in Calgary about eight months I believe and I decided to leave when it snowed on my birthday which was May 30th and it's snowing I'm like are you fucking kidding me it's snowing on my birthday that's it I'm out of here Time to I move can't on. take it man oh it was so freaking cold up there man you have no idea what cold is until you've been up there now I know that you were uh, you were rooming with Bret Hart uh, were you staying at the Hart house no no we had our own house Oh, okay. We had our own house. I stayed with, we stayed together about four months. And then I got my own place with uh, a guy named Terry Sawyer, mm. which uh, he got out of wrestling after he left there. He, he, had, he, he had a lot of PTSD to, 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 to work with, man. And uh, it was pretty scary. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, had he been in Vietnam? Yeah. 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 He was a medic. Hmm. And uh, he'd seen some pretty bad shit. And uh, I remember we made the mistake of going to, we went to to see a movie. And the movie was Deer Hunter. Oh, God. Oh, my God. And I went, you know, after the movie finished, I got up and walked outside smoking a cigarette, getting ready to go to the car, looking around, looking around. I thought, maybe he's in the car already. So I walked down to my car. No, he's not in the car. So I looked, waited for about 15 minutes. Finally, I walked back in there, and he was still in the theater sitting there crying. Oh, Jesus. And uh, I helped him up to his feet. He didn't talk. And I got him back to the house, and he went and laid down, and uh, he stayed in his room for two days. God almighty. You know, he didn't go to shows or nothing, man. He was just 
and fucked him up. Man, poor guy. And that is yeah. that you know, you hear He's about brutal, these man. these people that come back but don't really come back and it's you know yeah. God frightening. I can't God. imagine how horrible that is. Yeah, thank God for all of our servicemen and women sacrificing. Yes, them. thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh Joshua Newman Lusk asks, Does Jake have any of his own ring worn memorabilia? I do, but it's in my Jake vault and it'll never come out. What kind of stuff do you have? I've got old tights and stuff, boots, but uh, I've got a, I've got a few things that I've still got outside of the vault, but uh, I'm kind of holding on to that. I might bring some of it to uh, WrestleCon at WrestleMania. Oh, nice! Yeah, I think I'll bring a couple of pieces. I tell you, here, here's an interesting little tidbit that I have. Not many people have it. It's uh. Yeah, let's get a look at that. The Ellery Queen. Yeah. What is that? It's a uh uh got stories in here about you know about people getting hurt and stuff. And there's like 10 to 12 stories in here. It's uh it's for women to read, you know. Mm. Love stories and just, but it, uh, I was really happy to get that because, uh, usually on these type of books, you get that, get that blonde, long haired guy. What's his name? Fabio. Fabio. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got rid of him one time. <laughs> we, so... were just, we were just signing back to back. There was a curtain between us and hell I had probably 300 people in line. Damn. And they had paid him big money to come in. Big money. His lawyer flew with him. His agent flew with him. This whole entourage. And I'm over there and I've got, like I said, 300 people. And he's got like 20. Oh, no. 20 women. And uh, I, I poked my head through and I said, hey, man, when are they going to let your crowd in? <laughs> And he, he looked at me and just, oh, you know, and I'm like, really? And his manager says, you need to get on your side of the curtain. You know, this is Fabio, blah, 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 blah. Oh, my God. I'm like, okay, no problem. And I couldn't take it, man. I fucking got in the bag, got the snake out, went through the curtain and put the snake on him. <laughs> How did he react to that? Uh, he screamed and ran like a little girl. <laughs> uh, refused to come back. Um, got me in a lot of trouble. Threatened to sue me. Oh, All sorts of shit. So, well, yeah. I'm sure a lot of those women that were in line were pretty disappointed to see, uh, yeah. see him do that. Yeah. He was a pussy. <laughs> Uh, so now wait a minute. That magazine is geared toward women. Uh, do you remember what happened? Like how you wound up on the cover of that? They just wanted me to do the cover, and uh, Vince had me do it. This was uh, 1988. Let me see what some of the stories are. The Quiet Place. 
Exhibit A, the dividing fence. Are these like pulpy women's like sexualized stories? Love stories, yeah. Leopold and the Cemetery Bandits. The Taste of Cocoa. <laughs> Lindbergh or Dillinger. The Evidence to the Contrary. The I Long was, Day. The Secret Lover. I was hoping that somebody was writing like Jake the Snake erotic fan fiction and putting it Oh, I, I could do that. <laughs> oh, I do I do have some great news. What's that? I sent my book to the publishers. All right. So uh they'll have to do the print and all that crap, but it won't be long. Maybe a couple of months I'll have that book out here for sale. Man. It looks like it's gonna be about six hundred pages. I don't know. That is absolutely incredible news. So Jake the Snake, you you heard it here on the Snake Pit. Jake the Snake's new autobiography is forthcoming. And uh, man, that is going to be one that is can't miss. All right, Jake. Rick Guzman asks, growing up in New York, I remember Jake being on a children's show hosted by a cat puppet named DJ Cat. I was wondering what his recollection of the show was. Money, money, money. <laughs> hey, man. I'm a whore, okay? Uh, I'll work with cats. I'll work with dogs. I work with snakes. I work with assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Just sign the check, right? Just sign the check and uh, be sure to spell that name right. Well, we'll see if we can dig up this clip of you with this uh, cat Oh, puppet. my God. I know it's out there on the internet somewhere. Oh, my God. If you must. <laughs> Is there a, uh, sorry, this is uh, Jam asks, is there a storyline or a narrative or a rivalry that you wish could have happened for you that didn't when you were in the WWF as it was then? So uh, was there a scrap storyline that you would have wished took place? Oh, there's several people I would have liked to have worked with. I mean, I would have liked to have done a storyline with Mr. Perfect. I would have liked to have done a storyline with Don Morocco. Don Morocco. Mm -hmm. That could have been great. And I would have certainly liked to have done a storyline with Bob Orton. Bob Orton, really? So what, what yeah. about Bob uh, stood out for you? He's just, I've always thought he's one of the best that have ever been in the ring. Wow. Uh, he gets my highest praise. Well, and certainly his son Randy has, has lived up to all those yeah. expectations as well. Um, yeah. What about when you were working for the office with WWF? Did you ever pitch a story to Vince that he shot down? No. No? No. Everything I pitched, he used. That's awesome. The all Austin right. stuff he used. Uh, yeah, all my, all my stuff he went with. So I know that, uh, and fans all know that you were influential in Steve Austin's career due to yeah. your ideas and booking and whatnot. Yeah. Was there anybody else who, uh, you know, can, off the top of your head, can you remember any other storylines that you helped to book or put together? Shawn Michaels. Oh, really? Yeah. His stuff yeah. with uh, Peter? I'm the one that came up with the idea to, to go down and have him announce that Sean has left the building. Uh, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah. That is fantastic. Of course, I wanted to have a spotlight hit him as he's walking up the stairs to leave the building. You know, <laughs> then he turned around and thank you, thank you, thank you. Then That's leave. amazing. I didn't ever want Sean to go to the locker room. I wanted him to enter from a limo. 
So even no, as a baby through, face? Through the front door. No, whenever they turned him heel. Oh, I gotcha. So, man, that is something else. I had no idea that you were doing that Sean left the building stuff. That's great. Oh, that that yeah. Was you. Yeah, that was me. All right. Uh, last one from Corey Craddock. And Corey asks, where did you get your tights for WrestleMania 8? I think that's the only time I've ever seen you wear those airbrush tights. If I could remember that, I wouldn't be sitting there today. <laughs> that a little too a, specific. Yeah, I'm a whole lot smarter than a lot of, you know, yeah, right. No, I can't remember where the hell I got those done. Where were you getting your tights in general? I can't remember that. You don't? No, my actually, my my uh, daughter-in-law did them. Oh. Uh, baby doll. Baby doll? Yeah. No way. I had no idea. She did some of my tights. That's awesome. All right. Well, Jake, that's going to do it for this week. Next week, we're looking back to a wild time in your career as you were running with the devil in Florida. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't miss this. Man, this is piss yourself be, laughing. This is going to be a hell of an episode. Oh, of course, my God. Guys, we're talking about your time in, with Kevin Sullivan in Florida. And I am 100% certain that you've got some wild stories to share on this subject. Woo! <laughs> Well, you, you have can, no idea what can of worms you're opening. <laughs> you can catch it here next week on the Snake Pit. Guys, if you have a question for Jake on that subject, or really any subject, you can ask it over on Twitter at Snake Pit Pod. Uh, make sure you check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash at Snake Pit Pod. There's no better way to introduce somebody to the Snake Pit. You get a little sample size bites of what we're all about over there. Plus, we've got all kinds of stuff in the archives. So get over there, subscribe, hit the notifications bell so you don't miss any of the new content we're dropping. And uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review on all platforms because that, let me tell you, helps us out a ton. Please take the time to do that. Just a reminder, you can get the Snake Pit and all the other shows in our network early and ad-free at freeshows.com. Just $9 a month. And, dude, the stuff they're doing over there is awesome. Uh, as as of our recording right now, uh, we're about to have Jim Duggan on there to watch back Royal Rumble 1988. Kevin Nash is watching back Good Friends, Better Enemies with Shawn Michaels. It's just incredible stuff and experiences you won't get anywhere else. Head over to adfreeshows.com today and sign up. It's the ultimate pro wrestling fan experience. Catch Jake on Twitter at JakeSnakeDDT, on Instagram at JakeTheSnakeDDT, and on Facebook at RealJakeTheSnake. Follow me at MarcusPDAngelo on Twitter. And better than any of this, Jake, is what you're doing over there on Cameo. Uh, because, man, Jake gives you a once-in-a-lifetime experience with a video that you'll never forget or whoever you gift it to will never forget. Absolutely, man. I have a blast doing those. uh, I don't give you 30 seconds. I'm going to give you several minutes of uh, whatever you ask for and then some. How about how about a promo getting cut on you by Jake the Snake himself? He'll quit your job for you. He'll break up with your Absolutely. girlfriend for you. <laughs> it's, it's I'll, I'll tap it for you. <laughs> He'll do whatever you need over there at cameo.com forward slash Jake Snake. And, hey, look, don't take our word for it. Go check out the reviews over there. They're just try it, man. And with good reason. Yeah, just give it a shot. It's fantastic. Uh, also fantastic is jakethesnakeshop.com. We're constantly reloading that with some new stuff. And it is, I mean, you can buy these incredible, incredible pieces of merchandise all signed. Look at that thing, guys. Hang on. Let me do a close-up on Jake here. That is handmade Greek-style statue made by Sin Bodhi, the former Kazarni in, uh, in WWE. And you can get your hands on that at jakethesnakeshop.com. 
And uh, I believe Jake will sign it for you. Probably on the bottom, right, Jake? Oh, hell yeah. Right across the bottom here. Man, once-in-a-lifetime stuff over there. Awesome collectibles you can't get get anywhere else. That's jakethesnakeshop.com. And, Jake, uh, that is it, my friend. That was a fun episode. That was a blast, man. I can't wait for next week. I'm going to go in there and start doing my prayers and stuff right away so I can kind of cleanse myself before Kevin gets back in my ass. You got you to gotta get right with the Lord before you start messing around with oh the my devil God. next week. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and guys, we will catch you next time right here on the Snake Pit. All right, by now, guys, you know I love talking about old wrestling. What you might not know is it's not my real passion. My real passion is helping people save money. My real passion is getting families out of apartments and into houses. My real passion is getting people's finances aligned so they can retire on time. I hated going to Walmart and seeing the greeter being 80 years old. She should not be working. She should be home. Why is she still working? Because she still has a mortgage. I want to help avoid that for you. The other thing I want to help you with, let's make sure your kids don't get saddled with student loans. If you've got a student loan, why did you get one? Maybe because your parents still had a mortgage. I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm being sincere. There's only so much money to go around. What I want to help you do is figure out where you are right now and where you want to be long-term. And I do it at SaveWithConrad.com. I've been doing mortgages for more than 20 years. And during all that time, we've helped tens of thousands of families change their life. I mean, routinely, we're helping our podcast listeners save five, six, seven, eight hundred bucks a month, but more importantly, get them out of debt faster and with cheaper monthly payments. But if you don't think it can happen for you, let me just tell you this. We are not the bank. We don't say no. We say not yet, but here's how. We're going to get you a game plan on how to improve your credit, how to save a little bit of cash, and how to get into that dream house. Maybe you're already in the house, but it would be nice if someday we could put a pool in the back, or one day we want to upgrade the hardwood floors, or remodel the kitchen, or get a badass master bathroom. I can help you do all of that with no money out of pocket right now at SaveWithConrad.com. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. And if we can't help you save some cash, we won't waste your time. Check it out. SaveWithConrad.com, NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. And hey, y'all, don't take my word for it. Check us out. We've got an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. And as if that's not enough, go look at our reviews. Read them and weep, haters. ConradReviews.com. You'll see more than a thousand five-star reviews. Our average review is 4.72 stars. Find out how much money you can save. Take control of your life in 2023 by taking control of your finances. We're going to show you how to keep more of your own money. If you've got credit card debt, what are you paying on that? 14%, 28%, you know you can do better. With the mortgage though, you may not know this, the interest you pay is tax deductible. And we can even show you how to skip your next two house payments. So if you can get a lower monthly payment, pay your debt off faster, get a greater tax deduction at the end of the year. And right now, right after the holidays, skip your next two payments. Buddy, this is the biggest no-brainer in the history of the world. Find out how much money you can save right now for free at SaveWithConrad.com. Or hey man, shoot me an email directly, Conrad at SaveWithConrad.com.